to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 274 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Oh, hope you all had a great weekend. Here we are sitting six races deep, six different winners. You guys know I love that. Uh, and, you know, now that we're at six, you know, I had to take the question to you guys. How how much lo- how long is this going to last? And uh, we'll get to your takes a little later in the show. Oh, let's see. What did we do this weekend? Actually, this weekend was packed. So last Wednesday was Lindsay's birthday. Uh, so Friday night, Lindsay and I had our first date night since Alden was born. Uh, we went to dinner, sat uh, second row for Darius Rucker, which was incredible. I think this is probably the fifth or sixth time we've seen him. Uh, and he just rocked the house. He's honestly in my top five uh, concerts. Uh, Garth Brooks being number one. Kid Rock number two. Uh, I'd put Darius three. Uh, Prince four. And Montgomery Gentry five uh i know prince with that random appearance but i mean diehard prince fan so um yeah just rocked it saturday though saturday morning uh got home sunday uh racing saturday sunday racing hung out with alden on the couch all weekend which was great uh didn't catch too much basketball to be honest this weekend um but uh i know we'll talk a little basketball with brian newdorf here a little later as well and got a busy weekend this weekend uh i mean it's wrestlemania weekend two night festivities there and uh alden's baptism is on sunday which i am very excited about um all right uh i i have to talk a little wrestlemania you guys know i'm a diehard wrestling fan and i gotta talk some wrestlemania uh i will say since covid and they've done the two-night thing i absolutely i love that i i think that's great um i'm all about saturday night wrestling pay-per-views uh and so now we get saturday and sunday which is great you know before COVID, you know, this thing was starting at six o'clock and going to midnight. Uh, and, and even earlier, if you, you know, got the pre-show into the mix and all of that. So, uh, you know, I, I think the two night thing is great. Uh, I would love to be able to go to one of these things, especially the raw wrestle or the post raw WrestleMania, I think would be great as well. Um, I just got to run down some of my frustration uh, with with wrestling, WWE. Uh, but who doesn't have an opinion on that if you're a wrestling fan? Uh, and part of my part of my problem is is it's so a dead giveaway on things. You know, like Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Like, of course, anybody that comes back now at the Rumble wins, and they go on to win at WrestleMania. And I just feel. Like, come on, let's do better for those that are able to stay around and uh, go and reward them with the Royal Rumble win. And let's not make it a guarantee that you're going to go win that championship. Like, so I get it. They're probably going to put on uh, a decent match. Uh, but, I mean, who doesn't think Ronda Rousey's walking away with the title? And that's what sometimes is frustrating for me is I'd like to – I get I get the scripted. I understand. But I'd like to have a sense of they could go either direction with it. Followed up, same thing, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Like, to be fair, I'm, I, I'm not a I, – I can't buy into the – uh bst i I don't get it i i don't get the hype around bianca uh i'd much rather see sasha banks in this spot to be honest with you i think she's got a lot more charisma uh i but i understand that's not the popular opinion i'm also a diehard becky lynch fan uh she could just keep the title forever uh i also could i've told Lindsay i could listen to her talk until the cows come home because i just love that irish accent i think it's fantastic so i'm slightly biased to 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 becky two belt uh i i'd love to see her keep it again another one that i think it's going you know hands down to bianca um we got Rey Mysterio and Dominic versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I get it. They always got a celebrity in the mix lately now. Uh, again, this one, obviously, we know how that's going to go. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin. I mean, how do you have somebody that's spotlighting uh, and headlining and winning 
at WrestleMania two years ago, now in a match with Baron Corbin mid-card. Uh, it's a shame and, and a disservice to Drew McIntyre, in my opinion. Uh, you got the Usos, Vershinsuke Nakamura, and Rick Boggs. I don't understand this. I don't understand that character. Uh, we had that character with Elias. You know, we had the guitar playing person, and it was great. Elias was ten times better at it. Like, I, I just I don't understand that pairing at all. I I don't get it. Um, so I care less about that match, to be honest with you. Uh, what else we got here? We got Kofi Kingston, King Woods versus uh, Rich Holland and Sheamus. Another one. Don't care about. No build. No build. Uh, and then, all right, so and here's the big one. This is what's closing out night one. Stone Cold Steve Austin to confront Kevin Owens on the KO show. They made it sound like initially, and I think initially the plan was to actually have this a match. Um, you know, so I, I Stone Cold's going to get physical. Uh, it's just going to be a full beatdown. He is going to, I think, just go through his stitch and and then, you know, stop a mud hole at him in the corner uh, and hit him with six or seven stunners. And, you know, that'll that'll be it, which will be great. I mean, it's it's not going to be bad. It'll be entertaining, um, you know, but to, to sell this initially like it was going to be a match or a no disqualification thing. No, that, that ain't happening. Uh, I don't see Austin taking any bumps here. Maybe one, but I, I don't I don't see him taking anything significant. All right. Night two. Edge, AJ Styles, uh, that could sell that that could steal the weekend, uh, potentially. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, another celebrity thing. Don't get it. Uh, I mean, I'm not a Sami Zayn fan, uh, and I never watched uh, Jackass. So, I mean, okay, that'll be we'll we'll be flipping channels there. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory again. I don't understand it. I mean, cool. Pat wants a match. Let's give him one. Um, you know, not buying into the whole Austin Theory thing either. To be honest with you, now. Here's one. RK Bro, the Street Profits, Alpha Academy. Uh, RK Bro is one of the most entertaining things out there, in my opinion. Uh, I, so I hope, I hope they come out on top on that one. Uh, then you've got a you know, 92-team women's tag team championship match that, uh, again, I got, I got nothing on, on that one. I, I could care less. Uh, all right. Then you got the big one. Who is Seth Rollins' opponent going to be? You know, all this hype that it's Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, rumors circulating Cody's sign. Great. I'll be honest. I could see them throwing a curveball because uh, I, I could see it going either way. All right. So this is where I talked about two minutes ago. I want a curveball. I want to not know. And this is something that we don't. Like, okay, all signs are pointing to it. Great. If it happens, it'll be a great match. If not, what are they going to throw at us? And are they saving Cody for the night after uh, on Monday night, which I could see them doing that. So who would it be? No idea. I'm excited. I want The Fiend to come back, but I don't see the the, the match there for The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. I don't see that. Uh, so I think that's a, a dream in my head that I'm just not going to get. But, uh, yeah. So there's there's my take that no one asked for <laughs> on wrestlemania but hey it's my podcast and i can talk about whatever i want so uh there you have it uh, i'm excited to recap wrestlemania next week uh and see what what's going on uh see if we get dustin albino on because he's a wrestling fan too and uh we'll go from there all right now what else we got tonight well i hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with jack wood from gms racing we're gonna keep the truck talk going this weekend with tyler ankrum uh we'll recap coda social media shout outs brian nordorf will be on to talk a little college basketball and uh the richmond forecast lucky dog lap down picks and of course lap traffic fantasy which was very interesting this week i'm excited to talk some lap traffic fantasy to close this thing out but right now Let's get Tyler Ankrum on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his sixth appearance on the show. He is the driver of the number 16 Toyota with the Toy Racing. Welcome back to the show, Tyler Ankrum. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm good, good. Thank you for having me back on. Absolutely. Glad to have you back. Uh, all right, before we get started with all the NASCAR stuff, uh, how busted is your bracket? Do you have anything left? 
Uh, actually, I don't follow basketball, so Fair I don't enough. have any brackets. <laughs> that's that's you're better off that way, man. <laughs> you're better off. Uh, all right. Well, listen, man. It's it's your fourth full time season in the truck series. Started out with GGR. Made the move over to GMS for a couple of years. Now running with Hattori Racing. Uh, I've I've had a lot of interaction with Hattori over the years, uh, and and Josh has been great and, and happy to have you on with with Hattori. Talk about that transition for you. How that all went. How it all came to play. Oh well, happened. Uh, man, I want to say it was about October last year. Uh, I was looking for a bit of a change of pace, and I, I want to say it was about October last year, and. Uh, uh, Shiggy uh, Tori had uh, approached uh, me about you know driving for them next year, and you know when when that was that, this opportunity was given to me, I could just only thing I could think about was the amount of times I've seen the 16 truck fly around me like I was tied down to the racetrack. So I 100% wanted to take the opportunity to come drive for Shiggy Tori and Scott Zipadelli and. Um, honestly, it's probably been one of the easiest transitions I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned an incredible amount. Um, I just, I don't, I don't even really know where to start. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really been a, a rejuvenating experience coming to Hattori Racing Enterprises and coming back to Toyota. It's just the the first four races, even though the you know the first three weren't amazing uh, we've had good runs we've had speed and we've shown competitiveness already and it's just i can't you know, i can't thank everybody at hattori for you know being super patient with me and you know teaching me really i didn't i didn't realize you know how in depth and how much more there was for me to learn that you know a, a lot of these cup guys are learning and have learned and just really honing in more on my skill as a driver and just everyone being supportive of HRE and helped me along the way as well as Toyota. That's great. You know, that, that so with saying that just made me think of something. So talk about, cause this is the first time uh, at least at the truck level, to my knowledge of, of you running as a single car team, you know, you don't have any teammates. Uh, you know, I, I understand the Toyota Alliance and all that, but you know, directly in the shop, you know, it's, it's just the 16, um, you know, uh, I was cu- curious, you know, how, how that played a part, and and but you, you you mentioned, you know, you're able to learn and and all of that. So can you talk a little bit about that change too for you? Well, actually, we have I do have a teammate. It's Chase Purdy. Oh, that's uh, right. And, yes, that I, the first time they've expanded. This is their second uh, or first year with two two trucks. Correct. Yeah, and so I mean, even even still, you know, DGR. I want to say I had anywhere between three to. Uh, three to four teammates, maybe a fifth one every once in a while. GMS, I had four full-time teammates or three full-time teammates, four including myself, and sometimes a fifth one. And now it's just it's me and Purdy. And, and actually, a lot of times, because we ha- we're on such different schedules that I don't even see him most of the time. <laughs> and even our workout schedules are different, so I, I barely ever see him. But it, for me just bringing it bringing it down taking it to a smaller team it it feels like you're super model racing and going to a smaller team it really feels like you're back back at the racers level and that's probably the most uh, rejuvenating part for me because i love i love i love the locker room vibe i love you know when it's a core group of people and everybody's pulling the same rope pulling the same direction Everybody has the same goals. Everybody is working their hearts out, even though, you know, I'm not there always. You know it's happening. And to see this, experience it, and to have people that want it as bad as you and voice that, you know, I've 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 quickly learned that, you know, over the years I've always heard of you know how what what su- what such a great team the uh, sixteen team was. How great of a team uh, Hattori Racing Enterprises had developed and maintained. And I had quickly learned that the sixteen team it's 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 not a number; it's an attitude. And I probably realized that after Vegas, 
Like this isn't this isn't a number. This truck isn't a number. It's an attitude. And I love that because I feel I feel the same exact way about so many things in life along the line of that. And I've been able to really kind of just adopt that in my own mind and, you know, carry it with the rest of the team, even though it's kind of an unspoken, unspoken thing. It's just, it's just the way they all are. That's the way they all operate. That's great. I love that approach, man. That's so cool. You know, so, so often, you know, from a fan perspective, you know, we, we talk about, oh, who's your team? Who's your driver? And, and we just associate that number. And I think, you know, that that's so commonplace in this sport. And uh, I, I love that description there that 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 I think that's going to resonate with the listeners. And I love that because, you know, the 16, we, we've seen that team, that organization uh, just evolve into a a force to be reckoned with over the last few years. And uh, I, it's so cool to watch you now be a part of that. Uh, and I'm excited to, to to watch you this season, as I know a lot of other people are. So that that's that's really cool, man. Um Veteran crew chief, Scott Zipidelli. you mentioned him uh, at the start here. Uh, did you guys click right away? You know, what's it like working with Scott? You know, I think, I think Scott's, Scott's an awesome guy. He's a very hard worker. Um, I, Scott, I almost feel like is a man after my own heart because I feel like Scott most of the time just wants to be left, left alone to work. Um, if I, if I see him in his office, you know, in my mind doing what a crew, most crew chiefs do and, you know, crunching the numbers and, you know, kind of just manage, managing the team. It, it, it was about, I don't know, three or four weeks where he was back in the fab shop working on the same cow day in day out. And I don't know about you, but I work on one project long enough. I go crazy yes. and I would go back there to talk to him, ask him, you know, like, Hey man, you got anything for me or uh, is there anything coming up? And, and, and Scott doesn't even have to communicate. I figured out Scott doesn't even have to communicate with, you know, words. He can just grunt or, <laughs> or just look at you. <laughs> it's just like, check, awesome. Roger that, sir. <laughs> like, like, understood. Oh, and I love that because my dad is the same exact way. And so is my grandpa because, you know, being 21 years old, I don't usually, I don't have that much data as these older guys, right? And sure. so I'm trying to catch up. And so I, I know I've had a few experiences where I've had an idea or I've said something and my dad doesn't even have to say anything. He can just look at me and I'll go, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> and, and so, you know, having that kind of, you know, being able to, you know, kind of draw simulator similarities like that with other people in your life really makes it easy to understand that person sure. or easier, I should say, to understand that person. Yeah. And you know, I just, I admire the guy's hard work. He, he doesn't let the, I don't know what you would call it, the Padukie cloud his thoughts. He <laughs> only imagine or only thinks about what is important. And he, he goes with that. And, you know, he does have so much experience. He, he does have all that data downloaded in the back of his head where me as a 21 year old, I don't have that. And so to see that in a person that you know, you work with and see every day. It's a really great example as a, as a leader, um, in my life to, to have that. That's great, man. You know, and I think, you know, uh, Tyler, I think one of the first times you and I talked, uh, I, I think you were in your senior year of high school and you were finishing uh, that up and, just the, the poise that you have to know that, hey, I'm 21 and I don't know everything, man, I, I think that's that's just something a lot of people, 21-year-olds, don't have. And I, I don't know if it means anything, but I think that's just going to carry you uh, very far down the road, man. I, I've, I've always enjoyed talking with you and you just have a great perspective on things. So uh, um, I, I appreciate your, your, your outlook. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, there, there's something to be said about faking it till you make it right and it. and and a lot of times it's actually really hard to fake it to, till you make it because you know that can come across cross as you know overconfident or arrogance sure or you know just as a straight up know-it-all and you know i love to learn but at the same time like you gotta you gotta be real you, i don't even like using the world real word uh realistic but 
you got to you got to keep everything relative. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. Got a couple more for you. Um, this weekend, Coda, man, you uh, talk a little bit about uh, uh, the work. You, you guys did something with the mayor of Austin, Texas, I believe, uh, leading up to the race and talk a little bit about that. That in-car view, man, uh, watching. The, I think you, you had an in-car camera and that was crazy. So uh, talk a little bit about this weekend. Yeah, actually, I mean, this this past weekend, it was a roller coaster. We were, you know, running inside the top 10. We got a, a uncontrolled tire on pit road. I got a pit road penalty, uh, went back to the outside of the top 20, came back, went back outside the top 20, came back again. And um, it was just an emotional roller coaster of a day. And we were able to sal- salvage a top 10 seventh place finish which is really good, got us inside the top 10 in points, which puts us above the cutoff line uh, for the playoffs, even though we got a really long road to go. I don't even really like looking at the points until it really matters. But that is nice knowing that, you know, we had our, we had our wreck at Daytona. We kind of ha- we had a rough start to, to, to the, you know, really to the year at Vegas, ran really good at Atlanta, didn't have the finish that we wanted, but, you know, and then we went to Coda. Got a better finish, uh, you know, a finish that we are worthy and capable of running, which is inside the top 10. And we were able to get a lot of stage points. And so we, we've been just been clicking along every single week. We've been finishing better. Uh, I know that I've been learning more, uh, you know, especially working with Eddie DeHaunt, uh, just learning between, you know, just between my crew chief and my spotter, just learning between these two guys. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's a, it's a real, you know, it's a real hit in the bit square in between the eyes because you think you're a lot better than you, what you actually are. And then you realize how much you got to learn, but you know, that's the, the humbling part of the sport and to go to Coda and, you know, have to have the, you know, series of unfortunate events like we had and just, you know, the mistakes across, not only on my end, but uh, on, on pit road end um, to, to come back and to salvage that, you know, makes, makes me feel really good. Um, even though our truck was damaged, uh, that was the only part that, you know, so we had a lot of damage leaving Coda and, you know, that makes it harder on the guys. They got to work harder to get the truck prepared for the next race then as well. And, sure. and so with, with all that in mind, it's just, it's, it's clicking, it's plugging along We you just got to keep on trucking and, you know, we'll, we'll be, you know, consistent and we'll be competitive soon enough. Absolutely. All right, man. Last one for you. Uh, Bristol dirt race coming up here after Martinsville in a few weeks. Uh, you've had some success on the dirt, uh, top 10 of Eldora. Uh, but, uh, last year was, was rough for you at the Bristol dirt race. You got some retribution coming here in a couple weeks for, uh, Bristol dirt. Well, we got, we have to, right. I mean, this is, this is, this is the direction that NASCAR is going with the dirt tracks. So, you can either sit here and fight it, which, you know, I desperately want to do, but <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing I can do to change it. Right. So I have to prepare for every race, like, like you would every other race. I mean, that goes for the dirt races. You got to go in there with the same mindset. You still got to go in there with the mindset of winning instead of, you know, dreading the weekend. Sure. And so, yeah, I mean, hundred percent have some retribution, but you know, honestly, I want to go. I want to go to a dirt race where it's not bumper cars. I have a very clean race. I don't, and I leave the track without a scratch on the thing. And I've run inside the top five and top ten all day. Had stage points. Uh, been in the talk of winning the race, and continue just building this notebook with the new team and get to the later half of the year playoffs and go run for a championship. I love it, man. Excellent. What a way to wrap it. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, obviously, thanks for everyone who's listening. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't have a MySpace anymore, but you can find me at Tyler Inkrum. Uh, I think it's Tyler. Yes, it is just Tyler Inkrum across all three uh, channels or pages, if you will. And uh, I'll see you guys all at the racetrack. Appreciate you, man. Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Tyler Ankrum for calling back into the show. Great to catch up with you, man. Best of luck the rest of 2022, and look forward to talking with you soon. Awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate Thank you this. so much, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. We'll see you. All right. Great to catch up with Tyler Ankrum there. Can't wait to get him back on after his first win at uh, Hattori Racing in the 16 Attitude. Not the 16 number, but the 16 attitude. I love that take. That's so cool. Uh, all right. Let's 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 break down this weekend at Coda a little bit. Talk about some things. Um, 
all three races just incredible uh you know last year it was the monsoon at coda and you know it was different you know it, but we didn't get that full coda vibe that i think we were all hyped up for and we got it this past weekend with all three series just putting on a hell of a show uh and great racing which was great uh you know you look at the truck series for example you know zane smith uh out there like garth and reigns world excuse me like to get by now thank you and just <laughs> sorry <laughs> just driving past you know bush freezing and bowman there um you know and and hey how about bush and bowman uh in the truck series uh bowman almost uh backing his way into another one from Kyle Busch there. That's never going to get old. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, John Hunter Nemechek, best finish of the season, second place, no stage points. Like, this was like the epitome of just, you know, what I knew was going to happen with uh, almost everybody in lap traffic fantasy taking John Hunter Nemechek, like 35 points with a second place finish no stage points no nothing uh and yeah just kind of kind of bumming that one out there a little bit but uh you know we've been waiting for for him to to pick things up and pick up from last season you know he opened the season with a 24th a 25th and a 24th place finish and now the second place so uh, be curious to see if this is the momentum that the number four team needs to uh get things going there um you know Tyler mentioned it, you know, talking about the playoffs already, kind of. And you have to, I think, in the truck series, considering as how that we only have 16 regular series, uh, re regular season races. Uh, you know, we only got 12 more races to go in the truck series before we're talking playoffs. Uh, you know, it's it's March and, you know. The, the, the truck series is, is stretched thin across, uh, you know, the cup series with their 36 races and 26 in the in the regular season, you know. So uh, I don't think it's ever too early to be talking about the playoff picture in the truck series. Uh, and that's my opinion, because one, it's fun. And and two, because it is such a condensed season compared to Xfinity and Cup. Um and especially with the fact of you've got that expansion now, you got 10 teams that make it uh, with only 16 regular season races. You know, I could do a show up and you can get there. So anybody really has that shot to go out there and make some noise. So uh, I love that. Now, trucks uh, off for a week here until we go to Martinsville, which I know a lot of people are looking forward to that one. Uh, the Xfinity Series. Saw A.J. Allmendinger picking up the win. We almost saw him pick up the win on Sunday. Uh, but Caller Grayson going trophy hunting. Uh, you know, again, this was another one. Lots of people picked up some bonus points in LT Fantasy uh, because of A.J. Allmendinger, myself being one of them, but actually lost some ground this weekend. Oh, we'll get to that a little later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Xfinity Series was another just phenomenal road course race. Uh, you know, Austin Hill almost got it done. Gave AJ, you know, a little fit there at the end. You know, Cole Custer. Uh, you had a lot of cup guys that ran at least one extra race this weekend to get some extra seat time, get familiar with those turns. Uh, I mean, 21 of them. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, you know, with the hills and the slopes and the bends. I, I mean, why wouldn't you want to get a little extra seat time there? And you got some guys that I'm not even going to pretend to know who the hell Jade Buford is or Miguel Paldo uh, and, and came home with a freaking top 10. Um, you know, those are guys taking advantage of situations, and I absolutely, absolutely love that. So uh, another winner in the Xfinity Series, which is great, and we'll see what they've got uh, at Richmond. This first weekend we don't have a doubleheader. Uh, and it's the first weekend in a minute where we've uh, just got two, two, two series going. But uh, all right, Cup Series, the big one. Ross Chastain getting it done for Trackhouse, which is incredible. Absolutely love that. You know, it looked like it was going to be uh, Daniel Suarez of Trackhouse Racing getting it done. Um, but they had some issues late in the race. But... Trackhouse still picking up the win with Ross Chastain. I think Daniel Suarez is going to get one this year. Uh, and, and who would have thought that that team would have possibly, you know, that they'd have a win already this year uh, in, in pretty 
dominating fashion. I'm not going to say clinic fashion, uh, but you know, Ross was a, the organization dominated with with Suarez uh, early on in the race. Ross finished eighth in the second stage, picked up the win, and held off Alex Bowman, held off Christopher Bell. Held off Chase Elliott, who I don't know where the hell he came from. Like, I thought that was the safest pick. I saved him. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of uh, extra points there. But, uh, you know, Chase Elliott with a rare struggling road course day and still salvaged the top five, which I think is great. Um, you know, Tyler Reddick. Again, we're talking about names in the top five and top ten that we're not used to talking about. No Kyle Busch. Uh, you have Martin Truex Jr. You know, he's great at road courses. Okay, he was up there. Um, but, I mean, here's your top 10. And, I, I, you know, Ross Chastain, Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Austin Sindrick, Eric Jones, Austin Dillon. Like, where's, where, where's Kyle? Where's Kurt? Where's Kevin? Uh, you know, names that were, and this is not just this week. This is the last few weeks, which is great because those guys are still going to go out there and get theirs. Um, but it's it's just that uh, parody that we all want that we're getting. And the thing is, you know, is it just because of the new car? Uh, you know, probably. But let's enjoy it while we got it. And uh, speaking of which, leads me to my question to you guys. You know, how long is this streak of, of new winners into 2022 going to last? Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner, Martinsville. Uh, the short track front runners are getting better and better, and I feel we'll have a repeat winner there. I love it. Uh, let's see here. Jason at Jstone29. After Bristol Dirt, when we start racing and get these gimmick races over, Bristol Dirt was a disaster last year. I expect no different this year. Once we get to the real schedule of racetracks, we'll see a duplicate veteran winner until then uh winning is luck and position i might offer i love it uh matt at milestone motor martinsville and it's bowman winning uh annette at uh minetic uh dover or darlington that's getting deep into the schedule that would be awesome uh ryan at rr and cola from loose lug says this weekend we get a repeat winner uh, I'm going to go with, and only because Larson's already won this year, uh, I think it's the Bristol Dirt Track where Kyle Larson picks up win number two of the season. But I think we might get back onto the stretch and, and the streak. So I think we will obviously get a couple multiple winners. But uh, I think after that, I think we get a new one. And, you know, we're going to Talladega. Uh, I think that's going to uh, give us a first-time winner of the season, and maybe a first-time winner-winner, uh, kind of like we had this weekend. Maybe that's where Daniel Suarez picks up his win. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see, man, which is awesome. So, all right, uh, what do you say we do a little lap traffic social media? Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review. Tell your friends to listen. Uh, got still got the giveaway. We're hunting. We're, we're follower hunting, like Colleague Races trophy hunting. Uh, we got about 180 to go, and we'll be giving away that 124 Chase Elliott race win die cast from Phoenix, as well as some Kevin Harvick sheet metal. So go tell your friends to follow keep the retweets and all that going appreciate you all uh some new follower shout outs uh j-man coffee hoarder i love it at sniper 9832413370 uh from minnesota and a uh veteran man thank you so much for your service appreciate you uh carla at carla jw also loves our veterans uh welcome to the show Ophi at Ophizilla from Las Vegas, big racing and wrestling fan. I am with you. And then Atlanta Racing at Atlanta underscore racing, broadcaster and commentator for e-racing, which is awesome. Welcome to the show, guys. Tell your friends if you want a sticker or if you want some stickers, plural that, and a koozie for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website. I will send it out to you. And the only requirement, the only condition is if you have a Twitter account is to just tag me in a picture full and, uh, you know, let people know that uh, you're, you're, you're watching the races with your uh, lap traffic koozie. Um, all right. There's that. All that good stuff. What do you say we get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line? Talk a little basketball, a little weather. Along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather, he's here for a little basketball talk, a little NASCAR talk, and who knows what else we'll throw in the mix. Mr. Brian Newdorf, sir, how are you? 
I'm good, and I will apologize to you. Every time, like, really, I haven't, the first few races this season, I haven't had time to sit down and watch. Number one, it is in the heart of college basketball season, and I'm just, I'm not going to lie, in my family, college basketball reigns supreme. Sure. Okay? It's just what it is. If to all you people there, if it, let's just imagine if, you know, uh, you know, NASCAR races mostly ran on Saturdays in the fall, you would probably not be watching many NASCAR races and you'd be watching your beloved team play on the gridiron. So that's kind of where we're at. Yes. Um, And then I've also, I've been on a stretch of working over the weekends, so it makes it a little harder. Fair enough. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, but, but I will say congratulations. Another first time winner, another new, you know, season winner as well. We're not seeing like the monopoly, you know, uh, of of one team one driver winning i love it that was uh i actually that was a question i asked the followers you know how long does the streak continue uh and and quite a few think that uh you know come martinsville is when we're going to get our first repeat winner or bristol dirt with kyle larson so uh some think the streak's going to end but uh, I love it. I love talking about, you know, stuff like this because and it's I mean, it's proven inevitability. If history's taught us anything that we're not uh, going to get 36 different winners, you know, so or even 17, which I know we all want so that we uh, someone that wins doesn't make the playoffs. But uh, so, yeah, it's it's fun to, you know, stay energized around that topic of things. So uh, I'm I'm I'll encourage and support it as long as we can get it. Yeah, it's cool. And I mean, the other thing, too, is, I mean, it seems like another streak. It seems like uh, again, I haven't had my, you know, pulse on the sports as much as I should. And again, I apologize. I'm still, I know three years, you think pandemic and stuff, but I'm still trying to get a feel of <laughs> how to do NASCAR and rotating shift work. And if anybody knows when you're not on the same schedule all the time, there's just a lot of things that are challenging. So I, I can't work people who work their days around NASCAR. I have to work NASCAR around my life. And so that's kind of the big issue. No worries. hundred percent. All right. So yes, I, first of all, you know, let's just, we lost the Peacocks like Kentucky, like Murray state. I mean, it's the same. We, we played the, we lost the way we normally have lost all season. That's all I'm going to say about that. It, this one, this one stung this one, this one stung. Cause it's been a season. It's kind of like Michigan, except you got your bad. You, you, you were upfront with your bad right off the bat. You're like, okay, you know what? We are supposed to do a lot of good things, and now we're going to scrap it. Now, you actually had a decent run in the NCAA. It was Purdue and Michigan who went, uh, who did what they did. And, I mean, in some ways, you salvaged your season, and we just basically disappointed ours. So well, you know, I mean, yeah, no. Like, all right, we got to the Sweet 16, great. You know, and if, if, if Villanova would have, you know, just kicked our ass, that would have been a easier pill to swallow than watching Michigan, you know, miss layups that were, they were in the game with a minute and a half left. They were down four points and they just, you know, Dickerson just, I I don't understand what happened. Like he tried to take that all on himself after not wanting to play the entire season. And then he decides he wants to play and wants the ball and, and wants to go and do it. And he he's missing layups. He's missing box shots. I mean, couldn't rebound like, you know, I, I to know that Villanova's in the final four and that could potentially be Michigan if they just, you know, would have gotten well down to fundamentals potentially. You know, it yeah, I like you said, you know, yes, I, I didn't think they were gonna beat Colorado State opening weekend. We and, talked yes, we talked about that. Yes, you know, and, and roll you know, the tape. No, yeah, you know, they made it to the sweet sixteen, you know. So I don't know. It, it was a very very weird season for me with Michigan and, you know, same I know with you and Purdue, but uh, all right. So, all right, that said. Well, keep in mind, keep in mind for us, it was the quite the op. Number one, all season had been about, about us losing outside of Michigan who actually obliterated us. Um, all of our losses felt like it came down to like stupid banked in freaking half court, three, right. four, whatever the hell. <laughs> And so when we freaking need one, we can't get can't it to get go it. down. Can't get it. Yep. Sorry, oh. I didn't mean to yell on your That's audience. Right. So I love it. I love the. So there's the it. tournament. So who's winning? I'm gonna make a stretch. Who's winning? What? Who's winning? Uh, it's all it's it's all rigged. It's all rigged. <laughs> Coach K is winning. <laughs> they, 
they they it's all rigged. It's all rigged. They made Purdue lose to the Peacock so you'd be distracted by the fact that they were setting up a Duke North Carolina uh final four <laughs> and then Duke going on. They kicked Gonzaga out, poor Gonzaga, you know. Yeah, it's all rigged. <laughs> I just love it. just watch. Wait till Izzo retires, he's going. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just watch. Mark my words, I called it. I love it. No, we actually had that discussion in the office. Uh, you know what? Um, it's really wide open. I think I think it does. I think the winner comes out of the new Duke UNC bracket. I honestly do. Yeah. I think UNC's playing some amazing basketball. You know, I tell my son who wants to go into sports analytics, with all the things you can predict, it's that human element. And so the closer you are knowing that you're to the finite of Coach K, and I think after what the obliteration they had at home on his last home game, yeah. I think this team – I think that team kind of gets it, and that's kind of scary. Yeah. No, I could see that so, for sure. Yeah. So that's I my mean, that's my pick. If I had to pick, I think the winner, the national champion, comes out of the Duke UNC winner. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Aaron, actually, um, uh, funny. Well, not funny. So Aaron is flying, and he is actually going to have a layover in Metro Detroit tonight. Um, okay. But and I was actually going to go meet him. Like, let's go to a diner right down by the airport, but. Uh, the airport's about an hour for me and with work and it just there was just no way I was going to be able to line and make that happen tonight with uh, or that was last night last night that was he was he had a layover and we uh, uh, weren't going to be able to just make that work perfectly but that would have been cool I was going to say I'm calling it shenanigans because he was like 45 50 minutes away from me and they shut down part of the highway and I still need to go see him in Lexington so I'm calling shenanigans on that one well I mean, the newborn, you know, he's, he, he oh, takes some precedence. yeah, there is. He, he takes some played the, he, You played the newborn card. I, I see how you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, listen, how about uh, some weather yeah, for this the, weekend let's, in Atlanta let's actually, or Richmond? Let's do my job, right? Yeah. Okay. So finally, I may actually have to pay the freak attention to what's going on. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's not zero. I can tell you that much. I mean, okay, so I really don't think it's all that bad, but we'll have to watch it. It's not a huge system coming into play. Okay. Um, but there's a little kind of disturbance moving through. And timing is always this early in the week. It's always tough because if it slows down, it means maybe rain on Sunday. If it speeds up, then we're good. Uh, but a, a little bit of a disturbance is going to work its way in. Um, uh, Friday into Saturday actually doesn't look too bad. It looks pretty nice. Uh, but um, it's, you know, a little bit of a disturbance kind of makes its way in Saturday night and Sunday. Um, that could bring in a very small chance of some scattered showers. So we will have to watch how um, it plays out. But temperatures in the 60s. But, yeah, our streak of me not tweeting may come to an end. All right. Well, I mean, I know we all love to see your tweets. But, uh, and of course, you know. And then once it starts raining, everybody's going to be saying how wet this season is. Right. Yes. Yes. It's rained. It's, it's you know, we'll hear, boy, this has just been the wettest season ever. <laughs> Actual audio. Actual that audio. Was, yeah, that was, Actual audio I, from, I, I, from non-profile picture, Bob 967-370-946. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, that's after he sends me his weather app. Right. <laughs> he sends me it. his picture of his weather app. Uh, all right. I mean, man. I do. I yeah. So no. Let yeah. Um, it's always a pleasure. I'm yes. glad I could have some fun with you. Of course, I love it. You caught me like literally. You caught me before my ADHD medicine kicked in, so it was great. <laughs> We're all good. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, uh, have a uh, great rest of the evening, and uh, we will, uh, you know, catch you soon. And everyone, make sure you follow on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather for all the weather updates as we get closer to the green flag this weekend at Richmond. So, all right, and man. after and. And thanks for joining us, and make sure you tip your waitress. Of course, yes, yes. He's here all week, folks. Two shows, headlining. <laughs> all right, man, we'll, we'll catch you soon. Sounds good. We'll see ya. All right, great to catch up with Brian. And you guys know what barking dogs means. It's time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. After race weekend, tweet your picks. And uh, I'll read them back on the show. Tag you guys on social media. Uh, my Lucky Dog race weekend is the fans and Ross Chastain. How could it not be? Uh, lap Down. Uh, 
man, I don't have one, and that's awesome that I don't have one. So uh, maybe the WrestleMania card. How's that? Uh, all right. Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott. At 1985 Wagner's Lucky Dog is a tie between Ross Chastain, Team Trackhouse first win. Lap down appears to be the steering rack this week. Uh, Lapped uh, LT Fantasy Lucky Dog, my pick spinning twice and finishing eighth. I love it. Uh, Brian at Storm and B81, Lucky Dog Christopher Bell with a nice recover and finishing third. Lap down the talentless driver of the number one car. That is all. Uh, Brian took some heat. For that one uh, on on Twitter Sunday night, that that thread went on for a minute there, and I just watched with my popcorn. <laughs> uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire, where to start? Still trying to pick my jaw up off the floor. Lucky Dog Ross Chastain, Team Trackhouse Justin Marks, Pitbull. Wow, lap down the broadcast. They need to take a serious look at the F1 broadcast and try to see what they can do. Um, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. I don't even know where to begin. That's how a lot of these are starting. What a race. A lucky dog has to go to Ross. That man has deserved to win for years with all the things he's been through. Lap down to Blaney's pit crew. Once again, I think the slow stops kept them from the win. Uh, Fred at Fred LeClaire. Lucky dog Alex Bowman for finishing after heavy damage. Lap down NASCAR for the inconsistency on the rules of cutting the corner. Yeah, that that was uh, definitely a uh, topic point on twitter for sure uh jason at uh ja stone 29 it was fantastic finish but as far as a whole race it was okay i see a good future at uh that track lucky dog will go to watermelon farmer number one car for a fantastic performance for team Trackhouse. lap down was the 22 joey logano need i say more yeah he uh single car carnage for him all weekend there uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, Lucky Dog Chastain, has been the best driver so far this year. What a win. Lap down. Got to put the curbs back in the S's. NASCAR proved they can't officiate consistently enough not to have them there. Look at that. I love it. Uh, Lisa at LL Chanana, Lucky Dog Ross Chastain, Trackhouse Racing. Lap down. AJ Allmendinger, because dang, he had such a great race. I feel you. Almost got it done. Uh, let's see. Matt at Camper News Net, Lucky Dog, Ross Chastain, and Trackhouse Racing with an incredible race. Uh, third first tour winner this season is something that I thought couldn't happen with this new car. Well-deserved win for Ross and Trackhouse. Lap down to AJ. Uh, had a chance to win this thing. Yes, Yes, he did. Uh, and let's see. Last but not least, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog. Watermelon man Ross Chastain brings home his first cup victory. Lap down. If this keeps up, the price of watermelons will go up. I love it. I mean, hey, every price of everything else is going up. Why not watermelons? <laughs> All right. I love it. Thanks, guys. Keep them coming. Can't wait for next week after Richmond. And uh, what do you say? Let's close this thing out with a little live traffic fantasy. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Uh, just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. We're six races, six weekends into segment one. Joining me on the line, he is one of the co-hosts of the Blind Spotting Podcast. It is Travis. Travis, what's going on, man? How are you? Brandon, how's how's it going? Oh man, uh, it's it's podcast night. It's a great night. Uh, having a blast here, uh, and excited to have you on. It was an interesting week in lap traffic fantasy. So we got a lot to talk about here because uh, I want to talk about your podcast that you guys do. But real quick, let's talk about this week's picks because just about the entire league took AJ Allmendinger, which was no surprise. Which also took one pick away for AJ Allmendinger for the Xfinity series this week. Um, a lot of people took Chase Elliott this week, myself included, didn't get the payoff we were expecting. Uh, and and you went with Zane Smith, who uh, went all Alex Bowman and backed himself into one there, if you will. So what went into your picks this week? Well, for us, we... I look at the schedule. So there's three of us on our podcast, and we'll get to that in a second. But when you're doing the league the way that you have it set up, you can't just look at the next week's race when you're when you're picking your picks. You have to look at the at the round as a whole and think, okay, I've got AJ Allmendinger. I definitely want to use him at Circuit of the Americas. Where else might I want to use him? And if there's more than 
in the Xfinity Series ranks, if there's more than two tracks per round, then you have to think about where's he going to be the best. And Circuit of the Americas was definitely one of those places. For the Zane Smith pick in the truck series, we had been going a lot with Grant Enfinger. He's struggling a little bit right now. John Hunter Nemechek hasn't really gotten on track yet. And so we thought Zane Smith won at Daytona, and I'm not comparing Daytona to Coda, but we just thought he's running well. Why not? Let's do something a little different. And it ended up paying off, uh, maybe not to Kyle Busch fans' liking, um, but it was, you know, that was something that we wanted to do. And then with the Chase Elliott pick, I mean, how do you not pick Chase on a road course? Now, you know, granted with the uh, next-gen car, with it being its first race on a road course, we didn't really know what we were walking into, um, and that was one of those cases where previous success didn't really lead to future success. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's so hit or miss because it's like, you can look by, by the numbers, right. And when you've got the, you know, the new car and, and all of that, it is really hard to kind of, you know, they don't have a notebook and neither do we as trying to pick fantasy picks. And it, it really makes that interesting. Um, all right. Uh, let's for a minute, we'll get back into to NASCAR and stuff like that. Uh, tell everybody about your guys's podcast, how you got started, uh, content segments, you know, any any niche type stuff that you guys have going on. Yeah. So our podcast is the uh, Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast, and you can find it on all of the major podcasting platforms. We are, you can follow us on Twitter at NASCAR Blind Spot. We're also on Facebook at Blind Spotting Racing Podcast. And so basically, there are three of us, and we are all located uh, in Race City, USA, in Mooresville, North Carolina. Myself, awesome. my, uh, my name is Travis Sherrill. Uh, my co hosts are Michael Culbreth and Andrew Coates. And we have been going to races together for about six or seven years now. And a few years ago, when we were coming back from Homestead, uh, Michael, I believe it was Michael, came up with the idea of when we're together, we do nothing but talk NASCAR. Why don't we start a podcast? And so it took about a year, uh, but we ended up doing it. And it's been successful ever since. And we really enjoy it. What we, what we try to do is um, cover the news of the week, and then we will um, – and then we will talk about the racing that has happened that week, review that, and preview the next week. Uh, and then hopefully, if we have a guest, we'll interview them. And when we do our interviews, we like to start at the very beginning of their story. Like, how did you first get interested in racing? And then take the viewers and the listeners all the way through to where they are currently. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a long-form interview. But it's one that we like because a lot of our listeners, I don't think, know the true uh, backstory of a lot of the NASCAR personalities. I love it. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think that's how a lot of, of the podcast gets started is it's like, man, I talk a lot of NASCAR. You know what? Hey, if, if we can get some tread, awesome. Um, I, I, I think that's that's fantastic. And I love the fact that you guys are, are playing the Fantasy League. Um, that's I'll be honest. That's something that I love is that there's quite a few podcasts, uh, that are playing in the league. There's a few media people in the league. Uh, you know, CJ Wolliver is in it. Alan Kavana is in the league, which I think is great. You know, uh, words getting out on the lap traffic fantasy league, which, which I think is, is just so cool. And I love that people have, have, uh, taken on the fact that this is for bragging rights and as colleague racing would call it trophy hunting because there is lap traffic trophies that get distributed at the end of the year so uh, i love it so i am glad you guys are here and kick-ass week and excited to have you on the show um what do you say sir we uh we, we recap the standings here all right 
So in first place with 615 points is Justin Hughes. In second with 588 is Michael Mason. In third with 579 is Tony Salt. In fourth with 571 is Henry Fletcher. In fifth with 562 is Kevin Hahn. Uh, in sixth is Don James with 558. Uh, Ray Caballo is in seventh with 555. Scott Boy is in eight with 553. In ninth place is uh, Kristen Hoglin with 545. And wrapping out the top 10 is Brad Carnes with 544. Uh, I love that it's close. Uh, man, Travis, you guys are in 14th with 527, uh, which is awesome for over 100 players in a league that's free and to keep the interest uh i, I absolutely love it uh bonus points scott boys is in first with five bonus points uh we've got kevin hahn kim james uh travis you guys have four as well as tony LeBay. all have four a bunch of people have three almost all of the league has accumulated at least a bonus point which will carry over for you if you make the playoffs and that's a big if as we're going to knock this thing down to 16 so uh we'll we'll see uh i am doing i mean i do bad in my own fantasy league but i've never done this bad like i'm towards the line of people that have dropped off and if barely doing anything, and I'm actually trying to make an effort here. So uh, this past week was the highest points I've scored all year. So we'll see if I can make up for it at all back-to-back weeks here. Oh, it's so bad. All right, so when you guys make your lap traffic fantasy picks, are you guys collectively making them, uh, or do you guys rotate? How do you, how do you make your picks? So we collectively make them and a lot of times what we do is um, we'll, we will each throw out some names and then we will go to uh, racing reference typically and look at stats um, and then, but I'm typically the one that keeps in mind, Hey, these are the races that are coming up in this round. While it would be nice to use this person this weekend, I think we may want to save them for an upcoming race. I love it. You know, so the, like I said before, there's a lot of strategy involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, what do you say? You want to, uh, you want to make some picks for Richmond? Yeah. So, uh, we are going to go oh, for, hold on, hold, give me one second. Oh. I got to do a little preview. It's, it's okay. a thing. I got to do a thing. Uh, all right. All right. Lab traffic fantasy players. We, are headed to what might be Martin Truex Jr.'s new playground of the last six races. He's got six top fives, three wins, and a second place finish. If you still have him available, now might be a good time to pick him. This is also a good track for Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. Both need a strong rebound after this past weekend and both off to a struggle this season. Will any of the Toyotas find their way to victory lane? Odds are pretty good because Chevy and Ford have struggled a bit Uh, As far as wins go at Richmond, of the last 25 races at Richmond, Toyota has 15 wins with Chevy and Ford each having five apiece. Who will find their way to victory lane? Will we go seven for seven with new winners in 2022? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. All right, Travis, I will start with you. Who is your pick for the Xfinity Series this week? So for the Xfinity Series this week, he has two Richmond wins. We are going to go with Justin Allgaier and the number seven Brant Professional Agriculture Chevrolet. All right. So uh, those that have done this before know that when picks line up, it's not a good thing because that is also my pick this week for Richmond. Justin Allgaier, this is my last pick for him in segment one. I'm running out of Xfinity drivers early. All right. Cup Series, who are you guys going with? Well, I'm not sure how well this one's going to work out, but I we believe that the trend of drivers under 30 that if that are winning cup races will stop at 12. Martin Truex Jr. is going to go to victory lane on Sunday. I love it. I love it. All right. So uh, I wanted to go with Martin Truex Jr. However, I've already used him because I wasn't intelligent, like you said, with looking ahead with how this league is formatted. So 
That being said, I'm going with someone that's got a couple solid finishes the last couple years at Richmond, and I am going with his teammate in Christopher Bell. Interesting pick. Yes, there you have it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Travis, uh, tell everyone one last time where they can find you guys on social media. Yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter uh, at NASCAR Blind Spot, and that's all written together. And you can also like us on Facebook at Blind Spotting Racing Podcast. I love it. All right, Travis, appreciate you. Good luck. Maybe we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you, Brandon. Yep, we'll see you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 274 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Tyler Anker and Brian Newdorf and Travis from Blind Spot Podcast for calling in this week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!